five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Paul Andrigo here, realestatepodcastshow.com. Today's a special day. I'm really excited to be talking um, on the podcast about podcasts. And this is something that I've been sort of looking forward to. Um, I kind of know some of the people um, that are connected to this company, but I don't know nearly enough. And I'm hoping that um, Stephanie joining me uh, is going to change all that in the next, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So I hope you can listen through the whole thing. And I want to welcome Stephanie Andrews to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. So let's start with a little bit. Um, again, just sort of get to know you, where you're from, uh, favorite coffee, uh, whatever, whatever's interesting about uh, you. And um, obviously, then we'll sort of lead into um, what you do. So let's start with that. Yeah, for sure. So um, as you mentioned, I'm Steph. I'm currently living in Vancouver. Favorite coffee is definitely Viva up on Kitsilano. It's on U oh, Street. Wow. Best okay. coffee in the city. Good for you. So good. I love I love local plugs. Keep it coming. Good, good stuff. Good to hear. They're so good. Yeah. Um, okay. Definitely keeps me going during the week, I would say. Um, currently, I work remotely at Quill, and I'm the director of product at Cohost, which is our digital hosting and analytics product that helps podcasters grow their shows. Amazing. Amazing. So for me, um, let me start, I guess I'll start by digging into, um, again, I, I guess we'll start with Quill, because I guess that was first. Sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what Quill does and I guess explain it to me uh, and of course everybody who might be listening um, how, again, how it will, um, again, assist those who are uh, either in the world or, or possibly thinking about joining the podcast world because I know a lot of people are listeners and of course those you know amazing people who are listeners who um, love tuning in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you guys are the best part of the whole thing because I, uh, I get to hear from a bunch of you every week and you'll say uh, you like this show, you didn't like that show, agree with this, disagree, whatever. I love it. Um, and uh, I want to basically make sure that they know what, what, what Quill is about. So is there a way, is there an elevator speech uh, for Quill by chance, like a way you can describe it? Yeah, absolutely. So Quill started off as a podcast agency and we very much are still today for uh, Fortune 500 brands. So we produce for some of the top banks in Canada, Heart and Stroke, Sick Kids. Um, so most of uh, major brands that you know, we also nice. produce for Expedia, yeah. um, bringing their shows to life. So essentially taking it from inception and idea all the way out to the uh, listening apps like Spotify, Google, et cetera. Um, I was lucky to be a part of the production team for quite a while um, once my company was acquired and I joined Quill full time. And then from there, we essentially saw a gap in the market and realized that essentially in podcasting, there isn't necessarily a a way to get unified data analytics. And we found that it was very hard for podcasters to A, understand their listeners and grow their shows. And so we invented Cohost, which is our new hosting and analytics product, which seeks to help podcasters grow their audience by basically understanding their audience. That's amazing. Again, and, and this is something that, again, because I believe that podcasting, one of the 
secrets. Again, I don't know all the secrets yet. I'm still trying to figure them out on my end. Um, having just started in 2018, literally just because I was such a huge consumer uh, of podcasts and, and, and part of, you know, what I loved about um, the medium uh, is the collaboration element. So for me, um, and I think other people listening, because I've had uh, such a variety of people join me. And again, I, I don't ever want to be, um, what's the word? Um, I don't want to ever be, I don't want to, I, I don't want people necessarily guess who's showing up next. So I'm trying to keep it again, it's a real estate podcast. So yeah, there's a lot of that. But there's everything else too. There's music, there's small business. I've had chefs, um, personal trainers, all kinds of interesting people to me. Um, so I think that's one thing that, uh, again, from what I'm, from what I'm learning about Quill uh, and co-host uh, is that um, there's probably some really good real life examples um, of, uh, of, you know, of, again, every, every, again, obviously you mentioned a couple big companies. Um, but, uh, how would you say, again, just because I'm hoping that this podcast does reach out to, um, non-podcasters and maybe, uh, lights that idea bubble. If, if, if there was a way for me to put that above my or your head right now, I do that. Um, so what would you say if, again, a, a small business, cause for me, I think, um, the one thing a small business has that Amazon doesn't is a voice. So the one thing for me that I think stands out and gives an advantage to the little guy um, is their voice. I mean, you could, you know, of course you could type things, you could um, produce a bunch of stuff, but uh, when you go to that small business, like Mike's bakery and Mike's there, and you meet him and you, and you've, you know, you've heard him talk about things like his, his favorite recipes, whatever. I'm just making all this up, but um, how, how would, again, how would, in your opinion, how would someone uh, again, like a bakery owner or a small business owner, how would they uh, sort of be, um, I think I'm, I'm missing words today for some reason, how, how would they be sort of streamlined into the program? Uh, how would you introduce them into it and, and what would, you know, and what would it look like for them? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think at this day and age, I completely agree with you, right? It's so hard to have your voice heard. And I think after interviewing so many podcasters myself on the research side to understand their pain points for a co-host and to understand what we should build, yep. a lot of the time is that they have this mes message that they're really passionate about, but they just don't know how to get it out there. They don't know how to amplify it. And it's really interesting because there's this element of audience feedback, like you were exactly mentioning, you know, you do it for the listeners, you do it because you want to hear what people have to say about your message. You want to start this community and you want to start this kind of back and forth relationship. But a lot of the time podcasters, I find often feel that, you know, it's kind of just them and their guests and they don't really feel like they're feeding into this audience, which leads to this element of pod fade that we see in the industry where, you know, podcasts start and then they kind of drop off um, in the sense of if you're a small business or you're, you know, even freelancing, I think podcasting is a really great way to build that small community and 
um, amplify what exactly you're trying to do, right? Like you can always take a different angle or a different approach. Something that I always say specifically when it comes to production is that you need to understand your audience first. So when you're starting your podcast, think about who your ideal listener is going to be, right? So what message am I providing to them that's going to be different than what they're already hearing out in the market? I always say that it's, you know, nice to think about a podcast in the sense of it's similar to a business. You have to look at the overall market, look at the shows that are in your category and try to understand A, who those listeners are, like I mentioned, and then B, who those top competitors are, and then what are the listeners not getting from those shows. And then that's where you can really start carving out that niche and carving out your community. And sometimes it can be as simple as something being location-based, right? I've even Mm -hmm. seen podcasts that, you know, are in Montreal, for example, and they're an events company, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're promoting locally, specifically to people in Montreal, and maybe they do that through a podcast that is about things to do in the city, right? So it It could be little things like that. Um, I think people just need to get creative about how they're spreading their message and smart about the niche that they're going to own in the category that they choose. I think it's really great that you brought up the idea of, uh, and I don't know if you use the word, but avatars. So creating (laughs) sort of that uh, listener avatar and trying to figure out uh, how to uh, work with them because that's the connection for me in real estate is that from the minute I have a property that I'm putting on the markets and in Toronto and Vancouver, similar type markets, you know, condos, big homes, whatever. Um, there's always going to be, there's only ever going to be one, you know, one ideal buyer. There's going to be one person that, you know, is attracted to that house. 10 people can't buy the same house. So that whole theory for me has always made so much sense, but it, it's actually made more sense um, with the podcast because I kind of treat it for me and maybe other people might may or may not agree with me, but I treat the podcast separately from what I do. So I try to sort of just say, uh, you know, put husband, father, podcaster, realtor, that's sort of the way I put it. So I put podcaster above what I do because I think the storytelling element of it uh, is the only reason that I've had more than one listener. Um, and, and I think that anybody who's listening, um, and, and you also hit on a really good topic, the whole dropping off of podcasts, uh, you know, basically doing 10 and then thinking, well, this isn't working because I think with 10 podcasts, I probably had four listeners. And it was very, of course, you know, again, you're screaming. I think someone said it better than me. Uh, it's like you're screaming at the bottom of a well. You're trying to yeah. like get people to hear you and and know and, and again, you don't know if anyone's listening. I mean, you're looking at the stats, you're crossing your fingers, you're hoping people are downloading, but um, you have no control over it. All you can do is just be consistent. Um, so I think that's one thing that uh, when people again connect with you, which of course I want them to do after they're done listening, um, is mm-hmm. to um, I guess just be willing to uh, again not, I guess. And maybe you guys have a different philosophy, but I guess from my experience, there is no overnight success with a podcast. Like even, even if I, I'm guessing, even if you are somewhat famous or social media famous or an influencer, even I'm guessing they have to do the, you know, put in the work and put in the time and, and, you know, Mm train, eat their vitamins and, you know, sleep well, the, the whole thing, you've got to, uh, I think you have to, everybody has to follow the pattern. And of course, if you've got 
a big following. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to help. Um, but of course, again, that'll be, uh, that'll be up to, again, you know, when, when they talk to you um, and uh, where they decide to go from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry. I think you cut out for a second, but I think oh. I got, I think I got most of it. Okay. Um, as, am I cutting out? I'm, I'm no, right. no, no, no. It's, I think it's just a little bit of okay. echoing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So I think, I think I got it. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Podcasting is a marathon, not a sprint. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. And a lot of people I think don't realize that. I think a lot of the time it's almost perceived as an easier medium because it's audio based and not necessarily video and audio, although that's becoming more popular these days. Um, and the reality of it is, is that it takes work, right? It takes effort and energy to go out and interview someone. It takes energy to tell a story in an articulate way that people are going to be engaged with. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes effort to add it and then publish and then promote it. So there's almost this idea of kind of energy exhaustion, I think, when it comes to podcasting as well. And that perceived value of I'm putting so much time and effort into something. Am I getting enough of a return back, whether that's coming in from downloads, audience feedback, maybe monetization later down the road. Um, and that's becoming, a, I think, a huge problem. So it's something that definitely our platform is looking to solve in the future. Um, and I also think that what you hit the nail on the head as well with the, the storytelling aspect, I think any successful podcast or any successful communication tool in general needs to tell stories. Human beings, that's how we communicate, right? That's how we've communicated for thousands of years and gotten to where we are today is through storytelling. That's how we remember things. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I think that gets missed, you know, like sometimes you have a, a message that you really want to amplify, but there's podcasts out there that, you know, they just are kind of talking at you and it's like, no, like we need to have a narrative here. Like give me the rising action, you know? That's again, that's so well said again, because we're so used to consuming and, and you know, for the most part, um, most of the, you know, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff is consuming. Obviously people are adding to the, to the, to the narrative, but a lot of people are just purely consuming. So they're not, um, they don't know. And you're, and you're, you know, again, you're also right about the fact that the storytelling and how far, far back it goes. Cause I had to research this to be, to be able to understand it before I could even try doing this, uh, is, is yes, I've got great stories. I'm, I'm the one that's in, you know, behind the scenes of, uh, you know, real estate transactions with people with, you know, like a lot of, a lot on the line. So I, I, you know, I'm part of these really interesting stories and some, some I can share, some I can't. Um, but to be able to share just again, life stories, uh, people's struggles, uh, you know, other businesses and, and giving them a boost to me, that's been a huge um, thing that I love doing with this is having again, like, you know, not that you need a boost, but um, having small businesses on and calling it a small business boost podcast. Um, because again, it, the collaboration helping, you know, other businesses grow, uh, I think basically is what this has to be about you almost have to have that. Um, and, and I sort of re I guess I sort of re rediscovered uh, like a, a really good saying that I've uh, I've heard before, but it sort of means it means something else now to me is uh, the idea of uh, doing something for someone that they can't possibly pay you back for, like just basically just mm -hmm. pulling somebody up and, and giving like somebody who's, you know, you know, they're having a hard time, you know, they're struggling. And that was you 10 years ago, and you know what they're going through and say, listen, 
try this. I promise it'll, it'll, it'll change everything. And, and in their head, they may or may not believe me when I tell them, but I'll also, I'll always tell them again, this is the unfiltered truth you need to do, especially when it comes to sales, because uh, do you remember taking sales class in grade school? No, absolutely. They absolutely <laughs> not, don't teach you sales or negotiation. Diversity. The only negotiation you learn is to try to, you know, how good are you at getting out of doing homework? And that, and you don't get rewarded for that. Uh, my kids are great at it, but not everybody is is trained, you know, in that way. And that's almost a life skill uh, that you have to learn. So, Stephanie, um, thanks so much for joining me today. I really wanted to uh, again get sort of a. Um, a little bit of information, just a little bit of a sneak preview of what they're going to find out. Uh, but what's the best way for them to reach out to you and uh, get the full Monty, the whole, uh, you know, the whole package and, and, and get started on podcasts so we can have uh, more of, uh, you know, more awesome podcasts out there. And maybe even, you know, I'll have some of them over here as well. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to get started with podcasting, definitely check out quillpodcasting.com. We have a ton of resources on the agency side to help you get started, market your podcast. Um, and if you're interested in co-hosts, let's say you have a podcast or you're looking to publish one in the near future and grow and measure it, definitely go to cohostpodcasting.com and check out our product there. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, feel free to look me up on LinkedIn. I'm just under Stephanie Andrews and always happy to connect with fellow podcasters or storytellers who want to amplify their messages. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much anywhere you can reach that's, me. Uh, that's amazing. That's again, that's, that's nice and neat and, and easy for people to digest. Uh, and again, thanks so much for your time today. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, be uh, uh, reconnecting again soon and, and maybe uh, doing another podcast about podcasting. It's kind of <laughs> like, uh, I, I was trying to like spin it into like the Seinfeld uh, theme, which is a show about nothing. So a podcast about podcasts. I'm sure there is one, uh, but it just sounds like it, it might go somewhere if someone decides to take it there. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again for your time today, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay.